Welcome to Sober Solutions. We are a weekly recovery podcast, not affiliated with any particular 12-step or recovery program. However, you may hear us mention them. My name is Jason, and I'm an alcoholic and addict. My name is Chris, and I'm an alcoholic and addict. My name is Ben. I'm an alcoholic and addict. Welcome back to Sober Solutions. Today is episode three. We are going to be talking about meetings, how to find meetings, and meetings during quarantine. But before we get to you, Ben, I heard, Chris, that you had a bit of a crazy meeting the other day. Yeah, I go to a uh, meeting around my town on Sunday nights, and it's funny because everyone working a recovery program, the stigma is, you know, everyone behaves and, you know, everyone is basically well-behaved. And this guy was sharing that he doesn't have a lot of time and, you know, he was celebrating six months and some other person got very upset and was like, you should never say that you don't have a lot of time with six months. And they basically almost, they got in this cross the room argument and almost got in a fist fight and went outside and it was just, it was just, everyone was laughing and it ended up fine, but it was a complete shit show for like 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, I, I've heard of meetings like that where chairs get thrown and coffee. Oh, it was insane. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the first experience I've had like that though. Gotta say. <laughs> I bet. I bet. And we're going to talk a little bit more about, in-person meetings versus uh, the Zoom meetings, which is how we're recording tonight. But uh, Ben, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and uh, a, a little bit about what you your thoughts on meetings? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, as our listeners got to hear a couple of weeks ago, a little bit of Jason's story in the last week, got to hear some of Chris's. I'll uh, round out the Meet Your Host series. The um, my my drinking uh, started. It didn't start till I was about twenty six. Uh, I was not one of uh, you know. If you're around the rooms long enough, you hear stories about people who, as soon as they hit, as soon as they tasted that very first bit, they knew they were hooked. I hated alcohol, hated it. On my twenty first birthday, I had a gag down Coors Light and Rolling Rock. It was awful. And, and towards the end of it, there wasn't anything that I wouldn't have uh, taken down. But yeah, my, my run went for about 10 years. And as you guys have, have, have mentioned, they, uh, this is my first go around uh, in recovery. And, and I didn't even know I was an alcoholic until two days into my stint at rehab. You know, not being in rehab didn't tell me I was an alcoholic. I got to rehab on a Friday night. We had two back-to-back sessions of game night. So it was a room full of addicts and Jenga and Pictionary. And I was like, nope, I'm in the wrong place. You got the wrong guy. I went to talk to the RCs that night. I said, you got to get me in front of a therapist immediately because you, I'm in the wrong place. This is, this is not for me. Saturday morning, go and meet with the therapist. She's like, you know, I, are you sure? I, are you sure you can't? No, 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 no. I've got personality disorders. I've got, I've got issues with narcissism and self-control and manipulation. She goes, well, you know, we're 
we're going to have to call your ex-wife. Well, I'm sorry, you're going to have to call your wife. Since my ex-wife. I said, uh, yeah, absolutely. I said, sure, no problem. I'll be able to, I'll be able to handle this one. When we're dialing that phone, I was convinced I was going to be on my way home in a couple hours. And she's, and she basically was at her wits end and said, you know what? You come home now, it's over. And you're going to have to explain to, to your daughters why. And it was at that moment that I was, I kind of realized, oh, I'm, I'm in for the long haul here. Sunday comes around and I sat in a couple of newcomers meetings and listening to the stories of other people and hearing your own story told back to you, even though the details were not the same, but to hear your story told back to you was an eye-opening experience. And it was at that moment I knew I was in the right place. And since that Sunday, I've introduced myself every day as, uh, well, not every day because it did take a little while to get into my first meeting, which we're, we'll touch on in, in a minute. Um, but, but ever since then, it's I, I've been I've identified as an alcoholic, and this has been an interesting experience to say the very least. Uh, as Chris mentioned, uh, I think last episode, relapse has not been a part of my story yet, and they are all yets. Um, but it's 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 been through guys like yourselves who've been through this before that have shown me the way. And I understand everyone is not as fortunate. And I, I know I, I can rub some people the wrong way with my sobriety and my recovery because I'm very open about it and I don't mind talking about it. And I know it's attraction, not promotion. But for me, this, this thing is this is the second chance that I didn't know I needed. And it's not, I just don't think that I would be doing it justice if I didn't work it as hard as I possibly could. So sometimes it comes off as, as in your face. And I, I, I look at it as everyone's recovery is a television channel. And if you don't happen to like what you're viewing, you're more than welcome to change the programming, but I will still be airing the same reruns here of one day at a time because it's what works for me. Um, but it, it's the, the program has taught me that even though I don't have the worst stories, and we all have worst stories, but mine are not war stories. They're, you know, little plastic army men stories compared to, you know, you know, jets and, 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 you know, jet setting and, and, and whatnot. But the stories or the details of my story are not unique to the program. They are unique to me, but everybody that I've come across in this program has dealt with something or life events or good things happen, bad things happen. And at the end of the day, our decision to use or pick up is not because of those things. It's because at least I'm afflicted with addiction. I, I, I wanted to drink 
At first it was because drinking made me feel good. And then it was because drinking didn't make me feel anything. And when I didn't have to feel anything, I didn't have to feel the bad things. And my body just, it, it accepted the alcohol until it didn't accept the alcohol. And it's, it really is one of the kind of miracles that I never, you know, came across another drug in my life. Never, never, never had another drug, never smoked, never did anything. But at the end of my run, the amount that I was drinking, if I was introduced to the right, the, the, the wrong person there, this is why we, we call it a yet, because who knows what I could have run myself into. And, and it's a pretty scary thing knowing how far I went with alcohol and it's a place that I never, ever want to go back to. And one of the ways that I make sure that I don't go back today is that I'm honest, I'm open and I'm willing. And those were three things that I was not at the end of rehab. When we got, when, when towards the end of my stint, um, I, you know, I, I, I remember one of the guys in, in, we were in there with, and he would say, you know what, this whole fourth step thing, nah, I don't think so. Because there's something that's only between you and Jesus. And I remember thinking, yeah, yeah, I, I, I subscribe to that notion, except I didn't believe in Jesus. So it was like, I just wasn't willing to, to air my dirty laundry out. And I remember the last few nights around the smoke hut, when we were, you know, you start talking about what you're going to do when you get out 90 and 90 hit a meeting. As soon as you get out, I was like, yeah, absolutely. And in the back of my mind, I remember speaking to, to my roommate and he's like, listen, bro, you just got to do this. You just got to do this. And I'm thinking, yeah, absolutely. In the back of my mind, I knew I was not going to do any of those things. I was going to treat the, the program kind of like a fast food, food menu. Give me a, give me a one, give me a three, you know, I'll take a, a ninth step and maybe throw a 12 in there. And, and that's how I was going to do it. And then that, that week that I got out, I went and did every single thing they tell you not to do. I tried to make my amends right off the bat. I tried to tell everybody how I was a different person. I, and every cliche is right. Or that, you know, that we've heard time takes time. You can't fix 10 10 years in 10, in 10 minutes, it's all of those things were true. And so we, you know, we, the three of us had kept up, uh, you know, text messages and we got, I think got to, you got to Saturday. And at that point I was going, I was, I was trying to save my marriage and, and it, I, it, I kept, you know, trying to convince my, now ex-wife and it was just i was having such a bad time just such a rough go of it that's a saturday morning i texted jason and chris and i said boys this is a tough one and jason responded in all caps get into a meeting now and i was like all right that definitely sounds like me (laughs) yeah yeah and and i said okay well he, you sent me the Zoom link for Sunrise Semester. It is. It was the Sunrise Semester Men's Meeting, which is now my home group. 
Yeah. I remember that day and that yeah. meeting. Yeah. yeah. I remember Jason actually responding that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With my with my three exclamation points. Yes. That's how you know that's how you know Jason is not having it yeah three exclamation the quantity of exclamation points are definitely directly related to his intensity it 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 means it means you're in trouble and and yeah and 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 that's where i i found my sponsor that's where i found my home group and the saturday morning men's meeting is still a meeting that i that i revere because it is it is the locker room of aa and it it is it would it was just what i needed because in that meeting one of one of the the old timers said to me, it, you know, when the beginning they say, "Is this your first time at a meeting?" I put my hand up and I started throwing all of my crap out in the middle of the room. And when it got around to the shares, he 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 said, "I don't know who the guy is that's been out of rehab for five days and this is his first meeting, but what the f are you doing?" And it was just kind of this like, "Oh my God, what?" I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. And I've since I've, I've come to find out that he carries a bluntness about him that that is just what I needed at that moment. Uh, and and so, you know, that was my very first meeting. I've been to a handful of of in-person meetings. Uh, but yeah, Zoom Zoom meetings have I know COVID is, has has been a devastation, but it literally saved my life because I don't know if I could have, I don't know what my in-person meeting attendance would have looked like if, 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 if that was the only option for me. So. Yeah. You know, Ben, you, 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 that, that's an interesting subject. And, and I want to dig into the virtual meetings versus the in-person meetings a little bit more, but something that you said about um, that old timer and, and for the listeners, if you don't know, uh, the terminology of an old timer is just someone who's been around the rooms for a long time, not necessarily uh, someone of a certain age. Um, but, you know, you, you talked about his bluntness. And that's one thing that I love and hate about the rooms is the difference in personalities. Um, because you really or I have to, I'll speak in the eye, I have to um, kind of, you know, take everything with a grain of salt, you know, because everyone's working their own program, everyone has their own ideas. And I know at least with the people on this podcast, we're all pretty type A. And I know most of the alcoholics and addicts in my life are type A, and we like to run and control shit. And you know, when we don't, when we don't, we get chaotic and that's what happens in, in meetings sometimes. And, and people, people lose um, their minds a little bit like Chris was talking about. Um, but Chris, you have a little bit more of a, of experience in in-person meetings. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, what it was like before COVID and, and how your transition was to online meetings. Yeah, I actually have only been to, I think, three online meetings. So I'll talk more specifically on in-person meetings. Um, before I went to this stint in rehab, I used to go to a lot of meetings. Um, however, I wasn't working a program. I think I've talked about that. So I'll focus on my recovery now, which 
really has a lot to do with in-person meetings. Um, I personally, for me, like going to meetings. Uh, it provides me a sense of accountability. It, you know, alcohol, alcoholism and addiction is this disease of loneliness and isolation. And I feel like seeing people, being around people, you know, I don't smoke, but pretty much 50% of the people smoke before and after. That whole 10 minutes before and 10 minutes after just BSing is a good time. It has this camaraderie. Um, you know, there, there was this book in rehab. I was thinking while Ben was talking, there was this book I read uh, called Educated. Uh, it's about this Mormon uh, survivalist family. And this girl, essentially, it's all she ever knew was she was uh, taught by her parents. She was homeschooled. And it's her journey into getting educated about other viewpoints outside the world. And I feel like going to a meeting, whether it's in person or actually physically being or being there or online, it gives you different perspectives. And how boring would this world be if we all just had one perspective, uh, one person, person telling us how um, to, to live a sober life, to recover, it really, like Ben said, I mean, you hear different perspectives, different views, different uh, experiences every week, and you could take what helps and you could leave what doesn't. And I think that's the most important thing about, for me, going to meetings is you're constantly flooded with information, education, and relatability. You know, our stories definitely aren't the same. You'll, you'll, you'll rarely find two stories that are same, but you'll always, almost always feel the same. Those feelings associated with addiction, with alcoholism, they're most of the time the same. Um, I do want to later touch, I, I did get to go to a smart recovery meeting. Um, one of my friends uh, does smart recovery and I just wanted to experience it. I went two weeks ago. Um, and we'll get to that later. But Jason, have you been doing mostly online meetings or in person? Yeah, so um, this time around, I'd say 99% of my meetings have been online. And that's really just based out of convenience for me. Um, in all my previous attempts uh, to get sober, there weren't online meetings. You know, there, there were the um the phone lines that you could call if you need to find a meeting um but i didn't have access to a zoom meeting um i i think there was a lot of skepticism and worry and which you know we we see now with zoom bombers and things like that which i still don't understand how boring your life has to be to get onto an aa meeting and you know carry on but that's it that's, it's funny because that's a service position now online really? right like how to kick people how to kick those people off at least the couple meetings i went to <laughs> i went to a 24-hour meeting on um i think it was thanksgiving and yeah. two of the service positions were how to kick these guys off <laughs> my home group we run a technical moderator training class and that is every meeting has uh, one or two technical moderators that monitor the waiting room, monitor for Zoom bombers, 
and and because it is a real thing which is just like you said is shocking that yeah. you know you somebody would do that but you know it, yeah no it's it's become a the, the the rooms have adapted which has been you know nice to see too much too much time on their hands <laughs> um ben you mentioned something called a home group um for the listeners tell us what that is so um you know your home group or my home group is the meeting that you attend with you know, the most regularity um it, it's and there's uh there's differences um there's um you know the, the organization at least again i'm the, speaking solely from my program uh, there there are intergroups uh which then are you know kind of oversee the home groups and because really it's it's a it, it's a it, my program doesn't have a um what's the word there's no president of it yeah. you know but but there needs to be some sort of order and and so you know you, you find a home group that you know whether it's a daily group or a weekly group or a men's group or in you know it's it's the group that you attend with the most regularity and for me that's that's a daily at, at 7 15 in the morning and eight o'clock on the weekends uh and and so yeah it it just kind of um it for me it's been about finding a recovery family and we really are it's 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 amazing that that i've been able to find this uh group in in the, this pandemic like I said before, I don't know what my recovery would look like with without without Zoom and without a, a Zoom home group, and and you know one of the things that, that we're doing is you know we have we have a tech committee in in our home group, and and when things start to open back up, uh, hybrid meetings are going to be a, a a real big thing, um, and and so what we're trying to do is 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 partner with. Uh, you know, tech companies and, and, and other uh, uh, initiatives to provide home groups with webcams and computers so that you can run a hybrid meeting. Because like you said, Jason, the convenience of this, my home group is based in Philadelphia. I don't, I, I live in Central Jersey. Like, it, it's just- There's no Central Jersey? There is no Central <laughs> Jersey. That's, that's not a place. I, I was I was hoping Jason brought that up. This is going to be a whole nother episode. <laughs> There's north and south for the listeners. Yeah. Just, just Listen, I live right. in Pennsylvania, so you you New Jersey people, you can have it. Right, but you know but yeah, what, what it, you said. What you said really got me. You know, a home group is where you feel like you are at home. You know, and I've said this before. I I really see. Um, my program as a, a family. Um, and it's a family because uh, there are some people that I get along with and other people that annoy the hell out of me. But dysfunctional family. Yeah. The moment that they reach out for help, you know, I'm there. And that's what family is. Um, and, and I really, really like that. Um, so one of the slogans that keeps coming to mind is meeting makers make it. And these meetings are extremely important, at least to my program. Chris, Ben, what does, what does that slogan mean to you? Well, I've heard various people uh, disagree with that saying. However, I think the importance of 
people making meetings is, you know, there's obviously various reasons. Uh, you get accountability. Um, you have a you have service, which then in turn gets you accountability, gets you to the meeting. You feel like there's camaraderie. You're part of something. But I think most importantly, you know, with the program that we are working at, the the end goal is to pass it on to other people. And there's a lot of times when a newcomer comes into the room where they are nervous, they have no idea what an, what a meeting is, whether it's noble stuff, smart recovery, AA, NA, um, there's women for sobriety. There's a million different programs, but essentially they all have meetings, right? And the first time a person walks into this meeting, their emotions are all over. You know, usually they're going, they're detoxing or they're going through withdrawal. Uh, they're nervous. They're scared. They don't want to talk to anyone. They've been isolating. And I think it's very important for two things. One, for a lot of people to be there showing that it's actually working and that, you know, it's not just that one weird person in the corner, whoever that is, but also for people to, and you know, Ben, you said you're in a, you have a home group. I do as well. When there's someone new that comes in, people know who that is and they will go up to them and talk to them and make them him or her feel like they are at home so they come back. So I think the importance of meeting makers make meetings is, in my opinion, most important for the newcomer. It's so that newcomer feels like, hey, they're part of something. I am at home. This is possible. Recovery is possible. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you, and um, and it and it is that camaraderie. It's that I'm not alone feeling, um, and, and you know, I I also agree that to disagree with you, like you said, you know, um, there's there's the slogan of meeting makers make it, and then there's the addition of meeting makers make it, but meeting makers just make meetings, and there's so much more work to sobriety than just going to a meeting. But I think that's a crucial step to learning about everything else, whether that be the steps, whether that be the what a sponsor is, about service, about um, other areas of recovery. And I really think that that's a, a good first step. It can't be the only step, for me at least. It can't be the only step is just to go to meetings. Because I don't know what you guys are, your experience has been, but I've been to some pretty crappy meetings that I leave and I'm like, okay, at least I stayed sober for an hour, but what the hell just happened? You know, and, and, I, and I'm kind of left a little bit confused, like maybe I need to go to another meeting. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> well, I think that's where Ben's, I think that's where Ben's comment comes, you know, there's, there's different TV shows for different people, right? And Every meeting is not meant for everybody. In fact, you know, I agree with you, Jason. I've been to a lot of bad meetings or not even bad. I shouldn't say bad. I've been to a lot of meetings that weren't right for me. And I've been to a lot of meetings that I've left and been so inspired and just wanting to call someone and be like, hey, I just went to this great meeting and this is what I've learned. And they're like, okay. But I, at least for that day or hour or whatever, you know, I've stayed sober, stayed clean another hour, another day. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Ben, do you want to add anything on that? Yeah, the uh, you know I'm I'm hearing subjectivity, which I think is probably one of the only consistency that I hear throughout the entire program. There's so much of this program. It's you know, or the A the AA program that I that I work is you know it's based in the big book and it's 164 pages. And that's it. It's 164 pages that are kind of a bit of a macro view, a you know, macro guideline, if you will. And it's because you need to take what you need and you leave the rest. And yeah, I've, I've been to some bad meetings, some bad yeah. meetings. And you're like, oh, geez, what did I really do? Well, I stayed sober for that hour. If you can, you know, if that's why they, they, they say keep coming back. They don't mean keep coming back to just one meeting. Keep just keep coming back to the rooms, because if you keep coming back, like my sponsor says, you, you hang out in a barbershop long enough, you're going to get a haircut. And and that is absolutely the truth. You you keep coming back and and you will eventually find something that clicks. And so to, to Chris's point, when I see a newcomer, especially if it's somebody who's you know going through divorce or newly divorced or has young kids, I make sure to reach out to them and say, hey man, here's my story. You know, here's a little snippet of it. I, I, I know what you're going through. I know how this feels. Here's my number if you want to talk, you know, and, and the newcomer, they, I can't tell you how many times somebody in the room has said the newcomer is more important, is the most important person in the room. And, and it's, it's so true because there will always be newcomers there will always be somebody who steps into the room for the first time. And if you've been in the room for a little while, you know, it's your responsibility to, to make them feel welcome. It's, it's my responsibility to make them feel welcome and let them know that they're not alone and that they can, they, they're finally in a place where they're understood. And, and I didn't understand that until, you know, the, the, the beginning of August of 2020 when I was in, in any kind of room with like-minded people for the first time in my life. And, and so, yeah, it's, it, it's one of my, one of my favorite sayings, uh, you know, the, the meeting makers make it, make a meeting or take a beating. And that, <laughs> you know, and, and so that's that. why I make, that's why I make meetings every day. I love that. I absolutely love that. And, you know, the people I gra uh, gravitated towards the most were the people who had similar amounts of time than I did. Because the old timers with, you know, even, even when I first got into the rooms, people with six months, a year, five years, 10 years, I couldn't wrap my head around that. But when someone who had a week or two weeks of sobriety would come up to me and say, hey, my name is so-and-so, Nice to meet you. Welcome to the meeting. I mean, I just gravitated towards that because I saw myself in them. I, I could say, okay, I could get two weeks of sobriety. Right. You know, how'd, one, you do that? how'd you do yeah, it for the last two weeks? Right. One, one of the things the, the people that I gravitate towards is the old timers because there have been a couple of times that old timers have messaged me or, or, or sent me a text and, and said, and they thanked me for my share. And, and you're talking about people with 30 plus years of sobriety thanking me. And that is, it blew my mind, blew my mind. I couldn't, I couldn't understand. 
at the time. I didn't understand how would this person be reaching out to me and what did I do? And it's, it's simply, I shared my story and I reminded them of something that they needed to be reminded of because this is going to be an every day of my life thing for as many days as I get. And, and so the newcomer is the most important person in the room for me. And, and I, I, I like, I like just all, I always, I, I just like feeling like a newcomer because it's, I just we love are, this program. We are newcomers. Absolutely. And you know, it, it, if you're in it to win it, no matter what type of meeting you go to, you will get something out of every single meeting that you attend. If you're listening, if you're willing, if you're open-minded and honest about getting sober. Well, guys, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I think we, uh, we had some great ideas on, on meetings and, uh, for tonight, just like every night, our episodes are dedicated to the alcoholic and addict who are still sick and suffering inside and outside of the rooms as well as the individual who will pick up for the first time tonight. Thanks guys, have a great night. Have a good night. Well, We appreciate your liking and subscribing to our podcast. If you liked what you heard today and would like to support our podcast, feel free to Venmo a dollar to our virtual basket at Sober Solutions Podcast. We wanna hear from you too. If you have a comment, question, topic, or would like to come on the show, Find us on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube at Sober Solutions Podcast. Or you can shoot us an email to SoberSolutionsPodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you like what you've heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show.